0: honored because Pastor asked me to speak this this evening to you, and uh, I can't wait to share with with you what God has put on my heart. I want to talk tonight about benefits to knowing His will, and this is by no means a compilation list, a complete list of benefits to knowing His will, because we could go on and on and on, but I found three, and I believe it's going to minister to your heart tonight. You know, I've been, (sighs) we're all going through it. It's 2020. We're all in this together. We're doing this together. We're coming together. We're still finding unity, even if it's virtual, no matter what it is. And I think that there's, there's moments where, where we, we need to learn how to continue to stir ourselves up. You know, I've, I've, I've been uh, talking with our um, salt, our young adults, and, and, and I've been talking to them a little bit, I guess, in, in as many words as, as strengthening yourself in the Lord. These moments like this where you feel isolated, the ones who can strengthen themselves in the Lord can really begin to draw in and begin to refine and and actually come out of a situation better than the way that they came in. And I'm so thankful for God's word for that. You know, I I think that uh, as Christians, um, as we do this walk with him, we are by nature and should be pretty ambitious, we should be the ones, you know, we have the, the, the Heavenly Father, the, His Spirit that lives on the inside of us. You know, He doesn't live in a box anymore. He doesn't live in the Ark of the Covenant anymore. You know, the veil's been torn. He's been placed on the inside of us. And so His, His heart is expressed through us. And that, and that compels us to love, compels us to act, compels us to live a lifestyle that no, that no one else can live unless found in Jesus. We should be ambitious. We should be uh, creative. We should be all these things. And I, and I find that especially in my generation, in the younger generation, these are very ambitious people. But one thing I was getting across to them is, is, is this, and I, I, think it, I think it's applicable to all of us, is that we can't allow that very ambition, that drive, that passion. To push us beyond our foundation, our foundation is this the Word of God. See it, and as great as ambition is, as great as it is to be able to to continue forward and to come up with with, uh, with, with, with great ideas and, and new, new things like that, we can sometimes get so caught up with finding the new idea because we become anxious. And seeing uh, the result that we want to see that we haven't seen yet. And many times we look beyond a foundational answer to fill in for something that's already been answered right here. You know, we can't allow our ambition to press us beyond our foundation. It's always going to be found in the word. And tonight as we talk about the will of God, I, I wanted to open up a little bit about how it fundamentally important his word is just touch on a little bit because whenever we talk about the will of God we are always going to talk about his word so I want to read a couple of scriptures for you uh tonight and then and then we're going to come in and if you got your bibles with you wherever you're at if you're in there in your living room or in your kitchen or or wherever you're at go ahead and open up to Colossians chapter 1. I'm going to read some other scriptures here, and, and we'll set ourselves up, but we're going to camp out in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 12. It's a prayer, and we're going to unpack uh, that for you, and it's going to be really good. But here, for, listen to this about, about, uh, the, that, about the will of God being made known to us. In First Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12, it says this, but as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard Nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. A lot of people like to camp out right there. But God. How many of you hear that? But God. This is happening. But God. Okay. No eye has seen nor ear has heard. But God. But God what? But God revealed them to us through his spirit. If If you're taking notes, it's a good one to write down through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received, okay? I would underline that. I got that one underlined. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. In the chapter, he goes on to say you can't compare natural things. With, it's, it's spiritual with spiritual. The natural can't understand the spiritual. That's why God has placed his spirit on the inside of us, so that we can understand that, for God is a spirit, right? And so he's placed his spirit on the inside of us. Why? So that he can reveal all that he has freely given to us. So not only does he allow us and and, and permit us to know his will, he's also equipped us to know his will. Not only can you, but you can walk in it too, right? You're allowed and and, and he's given you and equipped you to do so. There's another scripture, John 15, 15, Jesus talking here. He says this, no longer do I call you servants for a servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard says Jesus, all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Jesus, our, our Savior, found pleasure in hearing from the Father and then giving it right to us. He's not holding anything back from us. He wants to know He wants us to know the heart of the Father. Many times Jesus said over and over again, "I have come to show you the Father." it it, it, part of his ministry a big part of his ministry was to reveal the will of god that's why many can say and i and i say it myself jesus is perfect theology because the way that jesus walked he walked perfectly in god's will and showed an example of what god's will looked like we can know jesus that means we can know the will of the father Another scripture here, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable God, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may, now look at this, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Paul makes a great breakdown here. He says if we would just surrender to God, if we would give our, uh, offer our bodies a living sacrifice to God, which is our reasonable service, and if we would renew our mind, how do we renew our mind? By the foundation, by our foundation, by his word, right? That we would be able to prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. We would be able to walk out. We would be able to prove. What does that mean? That means that people would be able to, those who watch us would be able to understand the will of God by the way that we walk in obedience to our Heavenly Father because our mind has been renewed. We've offered up our bodies a living sacrifice and we've, and we've dove into the word to get to know the Heavenly Father more. And our mind, will, emotions, body, spirit all align with, with, with God and we're walking, proving out what his perfect will is. Praise God. Praise God. So here we are. Let's, let's, let's go ahead. I want to show you Colossians chapter 1. and We're going to go and we're going to just break this thing down. I think, I think it's going to be really good for you. This is a teaching that the Lord gave me personally, and now I'm just sharing it with you, okay? So, so, so this is great. So we've established that we can, number one, that we're, we're allowed to know the will of God. But not only that, we're equipped to know the will of God by his spirit and, and equipped to, to walk it out as well. But in Colossians chapter 1, starting in verse 9, I'm going to read through this prayer here. And this prayer is is one that is paralleled very closely with Ephesians chapter 1, if you want to do further study. But he says this, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be, look at this, filled with the knowledge of his will, and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthen with might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and longsuffering with joy. He finishes saying this, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. All right, man, that's a powerful prayer. And you're like, man, that's a whole lot of good words. But what do those good words mean? It may be a little bit of a mouthful well that's okay hold on we're going to come down we're going to break this thing down and just like I told our, our, our young adults our, our salt one of the ways that I learned how to study the Bible was to pay attention to how people taught the Bible it helped me to realize what questions to ask I have a I had a, so many great uh, instructors at Raymond and our pastor and and anybody that comes up here what questions were they asking to come to that conclusion and I began to learn how to dissect the word. Just want to throw that out for you. And so when, as we go through this, look at this. Look, Follow along with me in your Bible and watch how we unpack this. And you can apply that to other portions of Scripture as well. The first thing is this. Paul's praying and he, and he leads off with this. He says he wants us to, he, he asks on, on, to the Father that we would be filled with the knowledge of God. He's praying for the very same thing that we were pointing out in the previous three uh, scriptures that we read. He says, I want you to know what God's will is. And He doesn't say that. He didn't just stop there. He, he's specific about how to know this. And he says this, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Okay. So if I'm reading this and I say, okay, man, I want to know what God's will is for my life. I want to know what God's thinking about this particular situation. So I'm going to say, okay, what does he mean by in wisdom and spiritual understanding? let me tell you this. The first thing is this. Wisdom can be said this, practical application. Practical application. When we we learn something and we get knowledge, it becomes wisdom when we learn how to apply it in our lives. You know, I can know, you know, pastor's been talking about um, God being our provider. And I could know the seven baby steps of Dave Ramsey. But if I'm lacking how to benefit, how to apply those to my life, I'm not going to benefit from that knowledge. Praise God that we're going to, we need to know the will of God. But Paul's saying here, we need to know the will of God through wisdom. In wisdom and what? Spiritual understanding. And spiritual understanding. What's spiritual understanding? Spiritual revelation. Remember in 1 in, in uh, Corinthians chapter 2, he says, God's a spirit and we're a spirit. And because we're a spirit and God's a spirit, we can know what he, he means. We can know what he's saying, right? Well, the same thing's here. Paul is saying, I pray that you would be filled with the knowledge of God in all wisdom, practical application, and spiritual understanding or spiritual revelation. And wisdom here particularly means practically applying the spiritual revelation given. You know, many times, uh, well, wisdom speaks a lot to simply common sense. It absolutely does. Absolutely. Absolutely common sense like and god is very practical pastor said said this not too long ago he said he said just because you're spiritual doesn't make you practical necessarily but 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 we need to be able to apply what god is saying to us practically god's practical Uh, let me think let me me give you some examples number one he says well if you put a seed in the ground a plant's going to come up it's practical if you see if you sow you're going to reap that's practical right? If you give, it will be given back to you, right? That's one way. And so God is saying, we need to learn how to practically apply, but specifically here, practically apply the spiritual revelation. See, wisdom, wisdom of God's wisdom is above our wisdom. God's wisdom supersedes even what we may think is common sense, because Pastor, Pastor, it's okay, I'm using you as an example quite a bit. But, but he says, he's, he was talking about how he took out that first loan on the, on, uh, for the church here, to build this church here. He said it must have been great faith to take on that loan for the amount that it was. But he was walking in wisdom because he was walking with God. The wisdom of God supersedes the wisdom of man because looking back at it, you're like, man, I don't know. But it takes faith to walk in the wisdom of God, Right? So, so we're saying here, again, I'm going to repeat myself, but that's okay. We're going to learn this. Paul's saying, hey, I want you. I'm praying for you. And, and it, it's it's worth saying that Scripture is all inspired by the Holy Spirit. So if Paul's praying it, he's praying it by the unction of the Holy Ghost. That means we can apply it to our lives. So Paul can be praying this over you, or you could say the Holy Spirit's praying this over me. The Lord wants you to be filled with the knowledge of God and all wisdom and spiritual Understanding, okay, it says this. So he keeps going for all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That starting in verse ten. That when I see that word that, that tells me this. He wants me to be filled with the knowledge of God and all wisdom and spiritual understanding for these purposes, okay. That, and he starts off this. And our first point to the, tonight is this. This is number one. Our first point is this, that we would walk worthy. Verse 10 says this, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. He wants us to walk worthy. And I tell you what, when I first saw that word worthy, I thought, Lord, I ain't worthy. (laughs) I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. You and you alone are worthy. So I had to do a little bit of digging. You know, first of all, we are, the righteousness, we, are, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we can stand and come boldly to the throne of grace when we come to speak to our Heavenly Father. We don't have to come crawling in. We don't have to come begging. begging. For we've been adopted and we are sons and daughters of God. So we can come in boldly. But also, I had to look at this as well. You want me to walk worthy? That seems like a, a tall task. It also seems like a tall task. So I looked it up, and I found a very good, uh, another way to put this, I guess I should say, and it's to walk appropriately. What he means here, to walk appropriately. When we walk appropriate, appropriately with God, he, it's fully pleasing to him. It pleases him. I got two boys, uh, Gabriel and Micah, they're two and three years old. I love those guys. I was gonna bring them up here, but they're too loud to stay in here. Cain had to take them in the back. <laughs> but but um but but they're two and three years old. Do you know that they're just as worthy in all their wisdom and understanding that they have at age three and age two? They're still worthy enough to be called my sons. Just as worthy to be called my sons at ages 2 and age 3 as they are when they're grown men at age 30 and have a family of their own. And all the wisdom that they're going to carry and gain and learn and understand as they grow, them, them being worthy as my sons never changes. It's always the same. But they begin to walk appropriately as they gain knowledge of my will. Okay, so let's apply it to how we go. We begin to walk more appropriately with our Heavenly Father as we gain knowledge of His will. That's the prayer here. I want you to be filled with the knowledge of God so that you may walk worthy, so that you may walk appropriately, fully pleasing Him. You know, there's many, <laughs> I, I, I'll have to say this, I'm guilty of this as well. We have grandparents, and, and it's, it's so funny. The dynamic of grandparents after watching my parents be grandparents is is different because I'm like, you know, you're a little bit more lenient on that, you know? And so I'm like, you know, help me here. Help me keep them. Help me. No, no, no. They're just doting over them. They've been through their stage. So um, they bestowed me with all that honor. But anyway. But but even still, my, my boys, they're they like I said, they're two and three, and, and they they man, they're full, they're they're all boy, and, and they do some different things, and and many times people even when they do something that is um, something that I may not like, that may seem a little bit you know a little bit out of character, they're like hey, that's Mike right there, <laughs> that's it. that's Mike. My parents have seen something in me that they were driving out of them, and at and at the time and at the time, you know, when they say that I'm in the room, and I'm like. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, trying to act like I don't like that, that compliment because I don't know whether to take that as a compliment or not. But on the inside, I'm still proud because he's my boy. You know what I'm saying? It's like I see something reflecting in him, even when he's not acting up to par, so to speak, being reflected on me, and I'm still proud about that. It's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's my boy. I, 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 would, I would say this. Our Heavenly Father is the same way. The more that we look like him and the more that that others can look at us and say, you know what, man, that reminds me of Jesus. He just beams from ear to ear. He says, yeah, that's my son. That's my daughter. That's fully pleasing. You You know, the Holy Spirit wants you to know. He wants you to be filled with the knowledge of God and all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. Also this, being fruitful in every good work. You know, walking appropriately with God positions us in a place where we can be fruitful in every single area that we go into. We will have abundance for every good work, right? He wants us to be fruitful. He doesn't want you to step into something. I'll put it this way. God's not going to call you to something that he hasn't already equipped you to be fully fruitful in that Okay? You may not be seeing the fruit yet because fruit comes in due time. Don't 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 grow weary in doing good for in due time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Right? So don't give up. You'll see that because God has equipped you for this season. God's equipped you for the ne- for the for the next season. He's equipped you for the last one. He's faithful. He hasn't changed. And he wants you to know his will so that you can walk worthy of that equipping so to speak, so that you can walk appropriately so that you can be fruitful in every good work. And he finishes saying this, increasing in the knowledge of him. Increasing in the knowledge of him. You know, just like I was talking about, that that my boys are going to be my boys until forever. They're always going to be my boys. The level of their understanding doesn't take that away. But the more that I reveal, again, the more that I reveal unto them the more that they can walk appropriately in this life. And, I, you know, it's, it's our responsibility as parents to train up the child the way that they should go, right? And so God does the same thing for us. He's training you up in the way you should go. And he would not train you up in the way you should go without telling you his will for the way you should go. <laughs> right? So he's going to show you. He's going to take you along through this. Do not... Do not be discouraged. If, you, if, if you're looking at at a particular situation and you think, I'm not as worthy because I just don't know enough scripture. I just don't know enough, I don't have enough understanding. I don't know if I can do, I don't know if I'm equipped for that. You are still worthy in the eyes of, of God to walk with him because he sent his son for that very purpose. That's why he came. So our first point was this, the first point of being filled with the knowledge of God is so that we may walk worthy, so that we can, number one, we can, number one, be fruitful in every good work and also continue to grow in our understanding of the Heavenly Father. The next thing is this, the number two thing that that He's given us His will for, uh, specific to this prayer, is this, to be strengthened with all might according to ...to His glorious power. He wants you to be filled with His will... ...so that you can be strengthened with all might... ...not according to your power... ...but according to His power. See, it's God's will that He's your source. It's God's will that He's your strength. It's the will of God that you don't have to carry this burden on your own. It's the will of God that you would cast your cares on Him... He says, bring them to me, cast them to me. Let me be your strength. Let me walk worthy. How do we do that? The more that we understand and get filled with the knowledge of God, the easier it will be to learn how to cast my cares on him. There are things that we've been holding on to. I know that there was things in my past that I've held on to too long. But the more that I understood his will, the easier it was for me to say, you are worthy for this. I'm going to give it to you. I just, and the more that I grow up in him, the more that I learn to just, you know, yes, sir, it's yours. Yes, sir, it's yours. Yes, sir, it's yours. And we keep moving on for it is his will that he's our source. But when I was reading through this and I said, praise God, you want to give me your strength according to your power, right? And he says this, and this caught me off guard. He says, for all patience and long-suffering i said i had to stop and think about that for a minute because first the thing is this if if if, if i think about power give me the uh, the middle okay i'm already there great great so if 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 i if i'm going if i'm thinking about power the way that i understand that power has been present is if i see the result of it you know what i mean so, for example, if I needed this pulpit to move from here to over here, I would have to use strength to bring it over here, right? Okay, power has been, a whole lot of power, but power has been exerted, right? We see power has been, has been done. But, but interestingly enough here in Colossians, he says, I want to give you power according to me for all patience and long suffering." The scripture doesn't in there, what? With joy. With joy. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't know how many times that I've reflected on times or seasons in my past, and I thought, man, that, that being patience, that was, that was so joyful. I was, just, I was just overflowing in joy, having to walk in patience. That long-suffering, whoo, joy, joy. Not, not often because it's not in my strength to be able to do that it's only in his strength that we can walk in patience and long suffering with joy for the joy of the lord is our strength right there is an element of god's strength that is that is that is given to you strictly according to the scripture for patience And long-suffering. 2020 is a great year for patience. (laughs) 2020 is a great year for patience. And man, patience is one of those things that it, it, man, it just takes time, right? I don't get to choose when patience is done. (laughs) James chapter 1, it says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience and let patience have its perfect work that you may be complete lacking nothing lacking nothing the purpose of patience is so that you would be lacking nothing and god says in the way that we have to uh, be patient is not in our own strength okay we can't do it in our own strength being patient in my own strength to me as i was thinking about this is is like trying to hold my breath for a really long time. It's like you hold your breath. And you're like I'm trying to do it as long as I can. But I know it's inevitable that I'm going to have to take a deep breath at some point. That's what patience and long suffering is like. Doing it in your own strength. You know you're going to give out at one point. And you're just hoping your breakthrough comes before you have to take a breath. But Jesus says if you would to get, cast those cares on me learn get filled with my knowledge so that you can learn how to be patient and your strength will be shown in the joy that you present as you're walking out this patience and long suffering walking in joy in seasons of patience and long suffering is like taking a deep breath thank you jesus thank you jesus The last one is this, starting in verse 12. We've learned, number one, that he wants us us to be filled with his will for the purpose of walking worthy or appropriately with him. We've learned that he wants us to fill us with his will so that we can walk in the strength of God. And the last one is this, and it's not to be overlooked. He wants us to be filled with his will so that we can give thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints In the light. God wants us to be filled with his will so that we can be people of thanksgiving. So that we can learn to give thanks. And you're thinking, man, that just seems... When I think of thanksgiving, that just simply seems polite. It's like, I got to know the will of God to be thanks? I mean, that just seems polite. Oh, but if you knew the power that thanksgiving carries. (laughs) If you knew the power that thanksgiving and praise carries... For your faith walk for your endurance for those moments where you need to be patient enjoy what thanksgiving can do you know psalm 104 says says to be psalm 100 verse 4 it says that we enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise we simply step into the presence of god when we learn how to give thanks we step into the place of 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 all our, our our needs being met because his presence is there. We step into the place of healing. We step into the place of understanding. We step into the place of reconciliation and to forgiveness. When we learn how to give thanks, because in that moment of giving thanks, we step right into his presence in a in a in a, in a particular way that's different before. I'm convinced that that living a life of thanksgiving and gratitude is a is. Seems to be just the great equalizer for so many things, you know. Because there's times, I, well, tomorrow I turn thirty-one. <laughs> I'm getting older. Yeah, thank you for that in the back. Hallelujah! Happy birthday to me. So, so, so we're we're I'm coming out of my twenties, and man, I, I had to deal with some pride in my twenties. I'm having to deal with some pride in every in, in different areas of my life. You know, thank God that I have a pastor to teach me how that God is here to knock my eye out with pride. Because <laughs> eye's in the center of pride. If you didn't catch, it's been a while. Eye's in the center of pride. And he wants to knock your eye out. So, so I, had to get, I had to get pride out of the way. But for moments, I've, I've learned that moments where I'm walking in more pride than even what I realized at that time, if I can just simply learn to be thankful through those moments, it will humble me to a place where I can learn from the Heavenly Father. Because it take, it's really the opposite of what... Pr- Pride won't allow you to give thanks. Pride tells you, you know, it's all on your own. You did this. Eh, well, you, you know, you're anointed, so, you know. You, 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 you did all the studying that you needed to do. You did great. You'll do that again. And then you can just continue to carry this burden of success on your own. Man, cast it on Jesus cast it on jesus he'll allow you to be faithful he'll allow he'll, he'll equip you to to be fruitful in every good work as you walk this thing out in him for god has equipped you and has given you his will to be thankful the more that i learn about we were singing earlier the more i seek you the more i find you and 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 the more that i find you the more i love you the more that i know god's will The more I have to be thankful for. The more I can say, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. There's been seasons in my life as well, and I would I would say maybe you've been there too, where you're thinking, okay, what is there to be thankful about here? You know? Get into his word and just start at the beginning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus, died for me. Thank you for salvation. I thank you for for, for giving me a new heart, for writing your word on my heart. I thank you, God, that you never leave me, you never forsake me. I thank you, God, that you're with me always. I thank you, Jesus, that your spirit, the very same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, it dwells in me. And now those words that that have been spoken into your heart begin to rise up with you. Man, this will help you in your prayer life. Sometimes I'll get into prayer and I'm like, okay, where do I begin? If I ever have that thought, I begin with thanks. God, I thank you. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you. You're worthy for this. I thank you that you see me in this moment. You're the God who goes before. You never leave me. You never forsake me. You're the same yesterday as you will be tomorrow. And I'm walking with you every step of the way. And it just starts with that. And you begin to thank God and praise God for those things. (laughs) God is so good. And his word is our foundation. His word is his will. The very ending of this prayer that he prays, in verse 12, I'll read the whole verse again. He says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance. That means all the gifts that are for you. Of the saints in the light. In the light. That light is referring to the knowledge that God is giving you and filling you with. We can walk in this in the light as he is in the light. We can walk in the light as we understand his will. Man, I, I've been praying this for years, and I'm going to continue to pray it, that this generation, that, this, that the people, that his church would fall in love with their Bibles. Oh, that there would just be a there would just be a moment where we would just begin to and it, and it can be gradually it doesn't have to be but we just begin to fall in love with the Bible and uh, unpack His Scripture for in that understanding His will He is going to help us to walk worthy and walk appropriately to Him He's going to help us to be strengthened with all might according to His glory for all patience and long suffering with joy Hallelujah and He's going to teach us to be thankful. In all things, all things. Again, I'm going to quote it again. James chapter, James chapter 1, he says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And church, allow patience to have its perfect work. Don't allow your ambition to push you beyond your foundation. Let patience be its perfect, have its perfect work so that you, that I, us as family here at Harvest Church and this in this community will be lacking nothing. Oh, because let us not grow weary in doing good. Cause it's been it's been a year, it's been a time. Don't grow weary in doing good, for we will reap a harvest in due season. If we do not give up. God is with us. He's never forsaken us. He'll never forsake you. He's with you in this moment. He's your healer. He's your provider. And he sees you right where you're at. And he wants to get to know you on a deeper level. If you just draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. And we'll be able to walk this thing out, coming out better, looking more like him in 2021 than we did going in in 2020. There's going to be times in your life where... We're we're stepping into a moment. If we would just sit down at the feet of the Heavenly Father and take advantage of these moments where we can be with Him, that He's going to begin to refine your heart to a place that looks more and more like Him, that reflects His goodness, His mercy everywhere that we go. And you're saying, man, did you even go through 2020? Because 2020 looked like this to me. Oh, no, because when I go with Jesus, I go from glory to glory to glory. Come on. We're not going backwards. We're moving forward. We're not just simply enduring. We're doing this patiently and with long suffering with joy, giving Him praise all the way through. Praise God. You may be, there may be things, man, this thing about patience, there may be things that you've been waiting to step out in faith for. Simply because you thought your answer is too far off. And you're questioning whether you even have the strength to be faithful. You're questioning whether you even can be patient. If that's you, I I just want to encourage you. Just take a deep breath and sit down at the feet of Jesus. Say, Lord, I need you. I can't do this without you. Teach me your word. I pray that this, this prayer, I, I pray it over myself and my family every day. Every day. Oh, that me and my family would be filled with the knowledge of God and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That we would walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work. That we would be strengthened with all might. According to his glory. For all patience and long suffering with joy. Giving thanks to the father who has given us all that we need. According to the, the, the inheritance we have in the saints and the light. Oh. He'll do it. We just trust him. Let me pray for you. Heavenly father I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that you are fully aware of these moments and the seasons that each and every one of us are in. And I thank you, God, as you see us, you're leading us, for you're the good shepherd. (laughs) Yeah, you're the great shepherd. You're the chief shepherd. You are leading us right where we need to go. And I thank you, Lord, that you're teaching us your word to be filled with the knowledge of your will. Oh, Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Lord, we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's, it's an honor to be able to share God's word with you. Uh, we'll be right back here on Sunday morning. As you, as you heard Pastor Misty say, if you haven't yet, get on there and register. Uh, it's limited space, so go ahead and do so now if you'd like to come. If not, we'll be, we'll be uh, uh, live right here at 9 o'clock and 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. We'll see you then. Be blessed.